Day 12, The First Voyage I had inherited considerable wealth from my parents, and being young and foolish, I at first squandered it recklessly upon every kind of pleasure. But presently, I began to think how I could make the best of what still remained to me. I sold all my household goods by public auction and joined a company of merchants who traded by sea, embarking with them at Balsora, in a ship which we had fitted out between us. We set sail and took our course towards the East Indies by the Persian Gulf. Having the coast of Persia upon our left hand and upon our right the shores of Arabia Felix, I was at first troubled by the uneasy motion of the vessel, but speedily recovered my health, and since then have been no more plagued by seasickness. From time to time we landed at various islands, where we sold or exchanged our merchandise, and one day, when the wind dropped suddenly, we found ourselves becalmed, close to a small island, like a green meadow, which only rose slightly above the surface of the water. Our sails were furled, and the captain gave permission to all who wished to land for a while and amuse themselves. After strolling about for some time, we lighted a fire and sat down to enjoy the repast. Suddenly, we were startled by a violent trembling of the island. It turned out that the island was nothing but the back of a sleeping whale. Those nearest to the boat threw themselves into it. Others sprang into the sea. But before I could save myself, the whale plunged suddenly into the ocean, leaving me clinging to a piece of wood. Meanwhile, a breeze had sprung up, and our vessel began to leave. I was left at the mercy of the waves. All that day I floated up and down. When night fell, I despaired for my life. But weary and spent as I was, I clung to my frail support, and great was my joy when the morning light showed me that I had drifted against an island. The cliffs were high and steep, but luckily for me, some tree roots protruded in places, and by their aid I climbed up at last. After some searching, I came upon some eatable herbs and a spring of clear water, and much refreshed, I set out to explore the island. Presently I saw a grazing horse, and I heard voices talking apparently underground, and a man appeared who asked me how I came upon the island. I told him my adventures, and he told me that was one of the grooms of Mirage, the king of the island, and that each year they came to feed their master's horses in this plain. He took me to a cave where his companions were assembled, and when I had the food they set, they bade me think myself fortunate to have come upon them, since they were going back to their master the next day. Early the next morning we set out, and when we reached the capital, I was graciously received by the king. I related my adventures, upon which he ordered that I should be well cared for and provided with such things as I needed. I hoped to hear news from Baghdad, and find out some means of returning there, for the capital was situated upon the seashore and visited by vessels from all parts of the world. Also during the time of waiting, I explored a little island named Castle, 
which was supposed to be inhabited by a spirit named Dijal. Indeed, the sailors assured me that often at night the playing of timbals could be heard upon it. However, I saw nothing strange upon my voyage. One day after my return, as I went down to the quay, I saw a ship just cast anchor and was discharging her cargo, while the merchants to whom it belonged were busily directing the removal of it to their warehouses. Drawing nearer, I presently noticed that my own name was marked upon some of the packages, and after having carefully examined them, I felt sure they were indeed those which I had put on board our ship at Balsora. I then recognized the captain of the vessel, but as I was certain that he believed me to be dead, I went up to him and asked who owned the packages. A merchant of Baghdad named Sinbad. One day he and several of my other passengers landed upon what we supposed to be an island, but which was really an enormous whale floating asleep upon the waves. Then it plunged into the depths of the sea. Several of the people who were upon it perished in the waters, and among others this unlucky Sinbad. This merchandise is his, but I have resolved to dispose of it for the benefit of his family if I should ever chance to meet with them. I am that Sinbad whom you believe to be dead, and these are my possessions. What is the world coming to? In these days... There is not an honest man to be met with. Did I not with my own eyes see Sinbad drown, and now you have the audacity to tell me that you are he? So I told him of my escape, and of my fortunate meeting with the king's grooms, and how kindly I had been received at the palace. Very soon I began to see that I had made some impression upon him, and after the arrival of some of the other merchants, who showed great joy at once seeing me alive, he declared that he also recognized me. Heaven be praised that you have escaped from so great a danger. As to your goods, I pray you take them, and dispose of them as you please. I thanked him, and praised his honesty, begging him to accept several bales of merchandise in token of my gratitude but he would take nothing. Of the choices of my goods, I prepared a present for King Mirage. When I had explained to him how my bales had been miraculously restored to me, he graciously accepted my gifts, and in return gave me many valuable things. I then took leave of him and exchanging my merchandise for sandal and aloes wood, camphor, nutmegs, cloves, pepper, and ginger. I embarked upon the same vessel and traded so successfully upon our homeward voyage that I arrived in Balsora with about 100,000 golden coins. My family received me with much joy. I had bought land and slaves and built a great house in which I resolved to live happily to forget my past sufferings. When the time came for the porter to depart, Sinbad gave him a purse containing one hundred golden coins, saying, Take this, Sinbad, and go home, but tomorrow come again, and you shall hear more of my adventures. 
The next day, Hinbad, dressed in his best, returned to the voyager's house. As soon as all the guests had arrived, the banquet began as before. Sinbad addressed them thus, My friends, I beg that you will give me your attention while I relate the adventures of my second voyage, even more astonishing than the first.'